Once again, it's that time. It's your boy Manny, a.k.a. Passport, a.k.a. One Half of the Food Podcast. But you're not listening to the Food Podcast right now. You're listening to Podcast Free Smoke. This is my solo dolo venture. These are my thoughts. All right? Things I like to talk about. All right? And uh, this week, or today, we're going to talk about some events from this past weekend. First being my post-fight thoughts, my post-fight analysis on the Mikey Garcia versus Robert Easter Jr. fight. Also, I'm going to talk about Jose Aldo. Jose Aldo got back in the win column this week, this past weekend, and I'm going to talk about why I consider him the GOAT, why he's the greatest. I'm also going to talk about LeBron James having a greater impact in the city of Los Angeles than Kobe Bryant and Magic Johnson combined and why that's the case. All that and more on this podcast episode, episode three. That's next. All right, here we go. My post-fight analysis. Uh, Post-fight analysis for last night. Uh, Last night we saw uh, Mikey Garcia came out on top, uh, unanimous decision over Robert Easter Jr., a.k.a. E. Bunny Jr., out of the Balbians team with Adrian Broner. Um, yeah, man, uh, it was a great, uh, pretty good fight. Or should I say pretty, it was a really, really good performance for Mikey. Uh, Garcia came out, controlled the fight pretty much after the first round. And uh, pretty much controlled it all the way up to the end. It was not... He he made it. He made certain parts look easy. But uh, Robert, East, Robert Easter, man. Robert Easter ain't no hoe. You know what I mean? Robert Easter did not go out like a hoe. He, he did not go out not letting his hands go. He was definitely letting his hands go late in the fight. Uh, he he just couldn't... He couldn't get Mikey's... Um, his time... He, he was... He couldn't get a rhythm. He couldn't get a rhythm. He couldn't get a time... He couldn't get his timing down. Uh, Mikey, again, man, Mikey's very fundamental. Just that straight jab, right hand, that one-two, that one-two. And Mikey was kind of like dogging him on the inside when they got on the inside, especially on the ropes. Well, when Mikey got him to the ropes, uh, you know, Mikey was, Mikey looked like the stronger guy. You know what I mean? Even though Robert Easter was the tall guy, um, Mikey pretty much did, did what he wanted to do. Uh you know, as far as as far as Robert Easter's Robert Easter Jr.'s game plan, he came out right away, did what everybody thought that he needed to do. And that was control distance, use his jab. He fought tall. The problem is he didn't have any creativity in his in his attack. He also never really established like a right hand. He never gave Mikey uh anything to feel threatened about. You know what I mean? He didn't really like land any right hand he wasn't really throwing any like right hands or, or hooks he really wasn't going to the body enough um so he really never he never really threw anything to keep mikey from uh, coming forward he and, and 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 uh he backed up a lot you know what i mean he, and he definitely it was, it was certain rounds where he stayed on the ropes a little bit too much and Mikey was just tagging him, man. Mikey was doing. Mikey had a great looping right hook that was getting around Robert Easter's guard and just popping him, man. He was just looping hooks, loop, looping left hook, looping right hook. 
getting around Mikey Gar, popping him, popping him right in the ear. You know what I mean? My, uh, Robert Easter Jr. got a beard on him, boy. I'm telling you. He was taking some big-ass shots from Mikey. And Mikey can punch at 135. You know what I mean? So it was definitely a great performance by, by Mikey Garcia. Mikey Garcia is a beast, man. Mikey Garcia is one of the top top five pound-for-pound fighters in the sport. Can't deny him that. That spot, that spot for him in the top five pound-for-pound is locked. Anybody trying to say otherwise, you hating. You know what I mean? Mike Garcia did his thing. And, uh, you know, I picked him. I picked him to win. Unanimous decision. I, you know, my prediction was right. So we're going we gonna to say that uh, as far as main, big main event, major fights uh, for the Free Smoke podcast, podcast Free Smoke, I'm 1-0 right now. All right? You know what I mean? We're going to keep record from here on out. I'm 1-0 in major fights That was, as far as my predictions go. So I'm 1-0 on that one. And, uh, yeah, man, uh, Mikey Garcia came out on top, and it was a great performance. Uh, he, can't, he can't be denied. You know what I mean? He's one of the best fighters in the world. And I already knew that beforehand, but, you know, a lot of people felt like, you know, they want this. This is this it. You know, I heard that a lot of people are saying, I've seen a lot of people, a lot of uh, the, the YouTube boxing community is saying, um, you know, this is Mikey's best victory. At first, at first, when I heard that, I was like, really? But yeah, it is. It is. It's actually, yeah, this is his toughest opponent because he's never faced a tall, rangy. I just come out and say it. He never really faced a tall, rangy African-American fighter. You mean somebody who can um, pop him with a jab and control him with a jab. So he was able to, you know, get in, get in there and. With this guy, and this, you know, even though this guy's a lot taller than him, he was still able to dominate the fight. You know what I mean? I, I did see some, um, definitely saw some flaws in, in Mikey game on this one. Uh, a lot of a lot of the flaws, man. First of all, one of the flaws I saw right away was Mikey's Mikey inside game is kind of sloppy. And what I mean by that is he kind of just he, he kind of just in there throwing these like wide wild hooks to the body he don't really got a he's not really a great body puncher uh he was he was only doing that because robert garcia or i'm sorry not robert uh, because robert easter jr allowed him to do it instead of make you know instead of smothering him like he should have he was in there you know just kind of just hanging back on the ropes just letting mikey just dog him on the ropes he should have he should have tied mikey up he should have used this his frame his power his strength and tried to tie Mikey up. Um, but yeah, Mikey was just Mikey, man. I can't see Mikey really hanging in there with somebody that got a great inside attack and really uh, sustaining his attack. Uh, and I also notice, I think Mike, yeah, uh, Polly Malinazi pointed this out. Polly Malinazi, Polly, oh, I can't, man, I can't even pronounce these names. Polly Malinazi. Always points this out when he uh, commentates a when he covers a, a Mikey Garcia fight is that is that Mikey Garcia like to be in the perfect position before he throw a punch and I noticed that that's true like Mikey Garcia very rarely throws like he, he is, there's there's not a lot of fluidity unless you know 
when he's moving. There's he has to be set, and then he'll throw the one two set, and he'll throw a right hand set, and he'll throw a looping hook. You know, set and he'll throw a body shot. He he don't just he don't punch and move at the same time, and he don't he don't really move that much. He come in forward, and that's about it. He don't really back up a lot. And you know, Robert Easton Jr. unfortunately didn't really back him up. Uh, you know, I was impressed with Robert uh, Robert Easter Jr.'s heart. You know, his uh, he 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 is he a game dude, man. He he about you know he he want the, he want that smoke. And uh, he don't back down from nobody, man. I, I already knew that from his, from the Comey fight when he fought Richard Comey. That this dude, you know, he a dog, man. He he, he come from that. Uh, he cut from that cloth, you know what I mean? Where you could tell that this dude put in a lot of work in sparring, and sparring. He he'll, he'll go. He'll just go nonstop in sparring. You know what I mean? You can kind of see that. And uh, the problem was though, is he was he was predictable. You know, he was predictable. His his attack didn't really switch up, and he didn't move his head at all. He's not a he's not a slick boxer is is what I'm trying to say. He's not a he's not necessarily a slick boxer. He's a tall he has the frame of a slick boxer of a, of a tall rangy boxer, but that's not really what he is. And and he kind of he kind of had an identity crisis coming into this fight, I think. And Again, he followed the game plan. Like it, it's not. It wasn't a problem. I don't think with uh Cunningham's his trainer. I don't think it was a problem with the game plan. I think it was more so. It was just Mikey. Mikey does what he does better than Robert Gar- Robert Easter was trying to do. Mikey Garcia is a very fundamental trained fighter who've been doing this since he was old enough to walk he'd been watching his his dad his uncle and his brother box since he was old enough to walk and you could just you could tell man you could tell he breathe he he eat sleep breathe you know boxing you know what i mean he, that's that's all he you know that's all he care about not saying robert easter is not focused like you know but Robert Easter Jr. is still young in the game, man. You know, and it's just in the show. Like I said, determining factor was going to be experience. Mikey Garcia got more experience. You could you could just clearly tell. He knew what he wanted to do. He 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 played to his strengths. Robert Easter Jr. went out there and followed a game plan, but it wasn't. That's not really his identity. He's not what he was trying to be. He's not a slick boxer who controls you with a jab and stays on the outside and moves on the outside. No, he was just kind of doing that because he was trained. Now, had he had about three or four fights previously to work on that and to perf- not perfect it, but to hone in on those skills, hone those skills, we could have been talking. We talk. We could have been talking about a different outcome, but that's not the case. He 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 chose to debut a new style against a a real pro in Mikey Garcia who can punch and who can box. I think with I think uh Robert Easter Jr is eventually going to become a great slick not like slick boxer but he's he's going to be one day he's going to put it all together. And he's going to be a pretty good fighter, man. He this dude is 6 foot, I believe, fighting at 135 pounds. He boiling down to 135 pounds. He got a good frame. He got a big frame. 
he probably going to end up fighting at 140 one day. Probably at 147. He's probably going to end his career at 147. So, this ain't this not the end for uh, Robert Easter Jr. I, if I was the PBC, if I was about billions, uh, get this dude some softer touches just to get his confidence back. And then eventually throw him back in there with a um, with a contender. And he'll be back. You know, he'll be back because I don't think Marky Garcia is going to be around for that much longer. And, and that's... And that's uh, and that's where that's where I'm gonna segue next. Yeah, like I was saying, um, quick technical difficulty there, but yeah, like I was saying, that's where I'm gonna segue to next is yeah. So after the fight, your, your boy Mikey, um, Mikey decided that. He wanted to call out Free Smoke once again, man. He made it clear, crystal clear. This is the fight I want. And now how I know that it's real and how I, how I know that's, that Free Smoke Jr. is who they targeting next is that his brother co-signed it and was like, yeah, that's what we want. He said that in a press conference. Robert, Big Rob, Rob Garcia, Roberto, the trainer, one of the best trainers in the world, by the way, in the, in the sport, easily. Roberto Garcia. Shout out to Rob. Man, get that dude his credit, man. That dude, that's whew, that dude the truth. Robert Garcia, the trainer, man. That dude the truth, man. Just look at just look at his resume, bro. Look at look at the guys he got up under him. Look what he doing, man. I don't, I don't know if you, bro. If you in that if you in that West Coast area and you, you know, you Hispanic, I don't, I don't see why you not training with Robert Garcia. The Robert Garcia gym. I just don't. I just don't know why you wouldn't. That dude is a beast. But uh, but yeah. So back back to Mikey Garcia. Mikey Garcia decided he gonna he gonna call out Spence. And listen, listen, man. Um, he's still calling out Free Smoke Junior. And like I said, going back, I was seeing them flaws to, uh, last night. And, whoo, Mikey, man, I, I listen, this is about to be the end of Mikey Garcia's career, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, if he fight, if he fight, if he decide to fight Free Smoke Jr. next, with what I was seeing, that's gonna be the end of Mikey. Okay, that's gonna be the end of Mikey Garcia. Uh, because Mikey can't hang with Free Smoke in the, in the in the pocket. You know what I mean? He can't hang in the inside with Free Smoke. Free Smoke, I'm gonna tell you what Free Smoke is gonna do to Mikey. Because Mikey gonna come out throwing that one two and setting and throwing his punches and all that. And as soon as as soon as Earl Spence takes one of those shots or he start or he get Mikey's timing down or he starts to uh, work and Mikey and he start to work his jab because his jab is better than Robert Easter Jr.'s jab. And Earl Spence can't Earl Spence got some sneaky defense. He'll move out of the way. He's not going he's not going to be as predictable as in his attack as uh, E. Bunny was. But as soon as he started taking those shots at 147, 
As soon as he started doing that, that's when that's when that's the beginning. It's the beginning of the end. Once he start, once he start pushing Mikey back, because listen again, Mikey do not fight going backwards. He do not box going backwards. He do not throw punches going backwards. He not a dude that's gonna really necessarily counter you. He'll counter you, but he's not. That's not his game. Mikey's not a counter. He he, he can counter punch, but he that's not what he's gonna try to do to you. Mikey, you know, Mikey wants to back you up, set set be setting when he throws a punch and hit you with that one two over and over again. And then on the ropes, he'll dog you on the ropes. He'll throw them them wide hooks to the body on the ropes. You ain't doing that shit to Spence. Spence is gonna go out there, start snapping that, start blasting that jab out there, boom, 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 and then go down, and then eventually start raking to the body. Once he get to Mikey's body, and he start beating up on Mikey's frame, he'll start busting Mikey up, and and I can see it, man. I'm gonna tell y'all what I can already see how that's gonna end. I can already see how this fight is gonna end, man. He gonna beat Mikey up real bad. He gonna he gonna damn it. He gonna drop him with a with a body shot. Mikey gonna get up. You know he gonna get up slowly. Probably at the uh, right when the count get the nine. He gonna get up. You know, ref gonna check his uh, check his gloves and he gonna send him back out there. Spence gonna go back out there and just unleash hell. And he gonna and. Mikey gonna be up against the ropes, and the towel that towel gonna fly in that ring. Cause I'm telling you, Robert and his dad, Big G, Big G and Robert, not gonna let Mikey uh, die in that ring. And once he unleashed that, once once Spence unleashed on Mikey, that towel gonna come flying in the ring, right? And excuse, and I hate to say it, but it it is gonna be built in. It is already built in excuses for this fight, and the built in excuses that Mikey coming up two weight classes. Mikey's never gonna be a true welterweight. He's just not. He's not. He's not a welterweight. He don't have the size of a welterweight. He he's never really fought at welterweight. He's never fought at one forty seven. He's not fought past one forty. He already said before this fight that he just had that 140 is a disadvantage. He said 140 was a disadvantage. So, you know, 147 is going to be a disadvantage for him. So he's going to go in there and he's going to be talking. Uh, he's going to be talking to Jim Gray or whoever it is at the end of the fight. He's going to be like, yeah, you know, uh, you know, I just want to say that, uh, you know, went out here and tried my best. And, uh, you know, just uh, Spence was the bigger man. And uh, I'm, a, you know, this isn't really my weight class. I need to go back down to 135 or 140. And uh, you know, like I said, I just wanted to compete, and um, you know, I want to, I wanted to challenge myself. I want to fight the best, and blah, you know, blah blah blah. And that's fine, Mikey. You know, I'm not, I'm not gonna hold that against Mikey, uh, because man, Mikey, Mikey got my respect already, man. Mikey got my respect. He don't need to fight Spence to get my respect. But he, he gonna get even more of my respect because he is gonna get in there. I think he truly do want to get in there with Spence, man. You so you got to get Mikey's props. Uh, like I said, he want that smoke, and Mikey moving up my free smoke top ten. He moving up my free smoke top ten because this dude, I've, this dude been. He, I, I truly believe if he could, if it wasn't for Bob Arum, I think he would. I think Mikey would actually be chasing Lomachenko next. But Mikey, no. 
he not gonna put money in Bob Arum's pocket. Uh, for everybody that don't know, um, the background on that is Mikey used to be with Top Rank, and you know they had a long, lengthy uh, legal case that they had to work out before he was released from Top Rank, and Mikey pretty much spent almost two years just on the shelf took two years out of his career and uh it was like right right when he had the most momentum with top rank that he just couldn't get a fight with them so uh i don't think he's gonna ever do business with them again so we're not gonna see mikey versus lomachenko and that's a good ad that would be a good ass fight hey but another thing that people was pointing out uh, that i was seeing i was seeing some videos on youtube about was uh i saw 78 he brought this up 78 sports tv Shout out to the LDBC um, Lions Den boxing community, but he he brought up that Mikey will not mention that boy Terrence Bud Crawford's name. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is about Terrence Bud Crawford. I think because Terrence Bud Crawford's smaller than Spence, so it's like, why would you call out a bigger dude than Spence? But it's something that he see in Spence that he don't see in, in, in Bud Crawford. And I think that's just that Bud Crawford just I, – I don't think – I honestly don't think Mikey think he got a chance against Bud Crawford. And I agree. I'm sorry. I agree. I don't think he has a chance against Bud Crawford. He not he's, – he's, he don't have a style that would trouble Bud Crawford. Bud Crawford – I think Bud Crawford got a problem with it. Bud Crawford got a problem with dudes who got, who got speed. I think that's what's, that's what's going to be the – you know – that's what hurts Crawford is guys who got like speed and you know like Gamboa like hurt Crawford you know Gamboa got speed and power and Gamboa was a smaller dude but I don't see that like I don't see Mikey style troubling that 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 fundamental one two that one two he got that's just not gonna trouble um a guy who can switch from Southpaw to Orthodox like Terrence Crawford. He would go in there and he would counter the shit out of Mikey. He would counter Mikey and he would stop Mikey. He would embarrass Mikey too. And I think Mikey knows that. I think Mikey looks at Spence and he say, hey, I got a fighting chance with Spence. I can go dog for dog with Spence and go out and again and have an exciting fight. Like he I think he looks at that and says, that's more of a exciting matchup than I would have with a slick boxer counterpuncher like Terrence Crawford I think I just think and plus again going back Terrence Crawford is with top rank so he's not even going to entertain that you know because if he did you know I think I think that's the strategy behind that Help me, he, why bring up a guy that you just have no intention of fighting you know what I mean then, then it becomes like then you got pressure put on you like well, well you calling him out so I mean you calling Terrence my bad guys uh slight technical difficulty there but yeah just to finish my point yeah he's not gonna it don't make it don't make sense to call out somebody you you have no intentions of really fighting so he's not gonna call out terrence crawford when he don't want to do business with top rank all right he, he again because that that's that'll be like him promoting terrence crawford you doing top rings job for them when you just that's the company that you had legal beef with so He's not going to do top-ranked job for him. He's not going to pick up Terrence Crawford. He's not going to, 
you know, blow his name up. I'm not going to put his name out there. So, yeah, he calling out Spence because Spence is under the PBC umbrella. Spence is under the Heyman umbrella. And Mikey technically is under the Heyman umbrella right now. So that's a guy he know that he can do a deal with. And that's the deal they're going to get done probably in December. And that's going to be a big ass. That's going to be a big ass fight. You know, what I mean, that's going to be a big fight in Dallas or in Texas somewhere. Maybe San Antonio. They're going to fight. You know, what I mean, and what from what I'm hearing, I'm hearing pay-per-view. So they got my money. <laughs> you know, what I mean, free smoke. I, I honestly, I don't. I just think my opinion is I honestly think the pay-per-view format is dead. I don't really see the point of the pay-per-view format anymore. Um, I like I like the fights being on free TV or being on Showtime. Um, but they want to do a pay-per-view. Eh, okay. But I don't I just don't see the way they the way they've promoted um Spence. Spence was on Spence was on during during the Olympics uh a while back and he did good numbers, you know what I mean? He did like he had like a lot, you know what I mean? Yeah, the Olympics helped him out, but he did he had big numbers. Uh, him being a former former Olympian probably helped him out too. But yeah, this guy can be on regular TV and do big ratings. So why not put this fight on regular TV? Get Jerry Jones in there to um, help with the promotion. You can have a big fight down in uh, in, in, in the Cowboy Stadium. Uh, again, no fact checking, so I do not know the name of that stadium. I, I don't think it's Dallas Cowboy Stadium anymore. But anyway, uh, yeah, that's a big ass fight. I'm looking forward to that. And I hope, I hope, I kind of hope Mikey reconsider. To be honest, but but nah, he already he already done talked so too much. It's too late. It's too late. Ain't there is no turning back. There is no turning back for Mikey. This is it, man. He 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 going for the glory, man. And um, I can't hate him for that. You know, what I mean, I can't hate him for that. I can't hate him for that. He going for glory, man. He going for greatness. You know, what I mean, so. Mikey figured, like, look, what else do I got left to prove? I'm not doing business with, with top rank, so I might as well take what I can get, and I'm going to take the, the best of best possible fight he can make outside of top rank. You know what I mean? So, yeah, he going to take that fight. And we, I'm telling you, y'all get to see Free Smoke. And Free Smoke already accepted the fight, by the way. Free Smoke was uh was there on he was there on location, he was at that fight and uh, they asked him about that fight and he said yeah we can do it, you know what I mean Free Smoke like he always do yeah we can do it you know what I mean since since uh Gar- he was saying um since Danny Garcia's fight and Sean um uh, Sean Porter yeah let's go ahead and do this now let's go ahead and I, I, basically saying like this will be my in between fight before I get I get the winner of that fight. So free smoke, man. Free smoke junior versus Mikey Garcia in Texas, somewhere in Texas. Probably in December. Big fight. And uh yeah, like I said, I already told y'all the outcome of that. It's gonna be a brutal, a brutal dispatching by Free Smoke Jr. of Mikey Garcia. And that will be the end of Mikey. Alright? And I like Mikey a lot, but I'm just, I'm just being, I'm being, I'm keeping it a buck. It will be the end of Mikey. It will be the end. All right, guys. So, uh, 
that was my my post fight my post fight my reaction my analysis and uh like i said we're gonna go ahead and take this thing on to the next one to the next segment indeed all right ladies and gentlemen we on that type of time today um yeah i just want to take a minute uh, like i said this is like i said before this is this is a this is gonna be you know the sport we we gonna focus on the most here is gonna be boxing but you know we also gonna we gonna we gonna dabble in other combat sports uh, mainly being mma being other combat sport and uh not not too much not not you're not gonna you're not gonna hear that a lot um every once in a while we'll touch on a few subjects you know a few names in mma some of my favorite fighters uh for example, I'm gonna go ahead and um, give my thoughts on the boy uh, Jose Aldo, Jose Aldo Jr. I believe I think it, I, I give everybody a junior for some reason, uh, but I'm gonna just call him. Yeah, we're gonna say Jose Aldo, Jose Aldo. This week, uh, this past weekend, he won his fight against uh, Jeremy Stevens. Uh, a lot of people was counting uh, Jose Aldo out. Uh, this was his first. This is his first non-title fight. This was his first non-title fight, and it's in pretty much in his entire UFC career. It's like ten years. This is his first non-title fight. Every other fight this this guy's had has been a, a five-round title fight. That's how amazing this dude's career is. And um, this is one of my favorite fighters of all time. Jose Aldo, in my opinion, the greatest featherweight fighter in MMA that has, that MMA has, has ever seen. Uh, you know, a lot of people wrote this guy off after the last two two years. Um, he was knocked out by Conor McGregor in you know in like thirty six seconds or something like that uh, with one punch, um, embarrassing knockout. Devastating knockout, one uh, one of the greatest highlight reel knockouts probably in UFC history. Uh, you know, shot Conor McGregor's stock through the roof. Uh, Conor McGregor, as we all know, you know, pretty much the biggest name in MMA right now, and uh, that fight was a big part of that, uh, the beginning of that. So, uh, but you know, you got you got people like Joe Rogan, man. <laughs> I, I I hate I hate that shit. I hate it when people say stupid things. Like Joe Rogan, he'll say something like he said something like uh, to the effect of, "Oh, Conor McGregor's the greatest featherweight of all time," you know, because he I guess because he knocked out Jose Aldo, and now you know Joe Rogan is saying that Max Holloway is the greatest ever. Which, whatever, man. Um here's my here's my my opinion on this is Jose Aldo's the greatest featherweight of all time. Why? Because and you're gonna hear me say this throughout, and let's go for boxing too. You gotta be consistent. You gotta hold down the top spot for longer than one fight. Yeah, you can beat the king, but if you don't rule the kingdom then you can't fuck with the king that was there before you. His legacy will, will be remembered more than yours. Look out! Look throughout history. Look throughout history. Yeah, a lot of king, a lot of civilizations have fallen, but we remember civilizations because 
because they were around. No matter if 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 one king come in and kill the the other king, but he's only in rule for one year, nobody remembers that guy. You remember the guy who actually has a legacy, who has a legacy of ruling that kingdom for decades. All right, Jose Aldo, perfect example. Yeah, this guy got knocked out by Conor McGregor. This guy got stopped twice by Max Holiday. Blessed. Blessed Holloway. He got beat twice by Holloway. But where is Holloway right now? Holloway is yet to defend his title outside of Jose Aldo. Conor McGregor has has never defended a belt. Conor McGregor has never defended a belt, let alone let alone that 145 strap. He has no legacy at 145 as a champion, as a reigning champion. He has never reigned at 145. He has no title defenses. See, it's easy to be the guy at the top of the mountain, right? No, it's easy to be the guy that's climbing up. It's not easy. I'm sorry. It's easier to be the guy climbing up the mountain than the guy that's on top of the mountain defending the mountain. And let me explain that. So... Jose Aldo was the guy at the top of the mountain for the longest. Conor McGregor was climbing up that mountain. When you're the guy climbing up the mountain, and let's go for boxing as well. When you're the guy climbing up the mountain, your singular focus is on the guy at the top of the mountain. You're training for his style. You're building your whole game plan, your whole fighting style to beat the guy on the top of the mountain. Especially when a guy on the top of the mountain is holding down his spot. So Conor McGregor had all this time to mold his game to beat uh, Jose Aldo. He had all this time to analyze Jose Aldo. Aldo can't do this. He can't do the same. The guy on top of the mountain can't do that for the guys climbing up the mountain. He looking down at he looking down at the mountain and it's seven to eight guys climbing up. He can't just focus on one guy. He got to focus on the guy that's right in front of him. That's, that's right there climbing up, saying, all right, I'm about to challenge you for this spot. He got to focus on that guy, and he only get that fight camp to focus on that guy. He can't. He could. He didn't have time to look at uh, Conor McGregor's game and be like, oh, I know this guy's going to climb up. You know, I know this guy's going to reach the top of this mountain one day. I got to start mowing my game to beat this guy. No, he can't do that. He had to worry about Chad Mendez. He had to worry about, you know, the guys that was coming up. The guys that was in front of in front of him, whereas Max Holloway and Jose Aldo, I'm sorry, Max Holloway and Conor McGregor could just look at Aldo all day and be like, "All right, I know this guy's been on top forever. I need to look at. I need to. I need to mold my game to beat him." So. That's what I mean by that. So, it's again, the guy that impressed me the most, 
the guy that's going to impress me the most in boxing, MMA, any combat sport is the guy on top that can hold down the mountain. The guy that can be ready to switch his style up. For, he can take on all comers. He can switch his style up to fight all challengers because he's going to hold his belt down. He's going to hold that title down. Not the guy who wins the belt and then jumps to another division or wins the belt and then uh, is injured for the next, you know, six months. No. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta build a legacy as a title, as a title holder, as a as as a, a title defender. You gotta defend that title. Perfect example was Cody Garbrandt. Cody Garbrandt was on his way to being one of the biggest names in MMA, being the biggest stars in MMA. Lost his uh, lost his first fight against uh, T.J. Dillashaw. Got knocked out. This dude knocked out. Dominic Cruz. Who do you think they're going to remember more? Cody Garbrandt or Dominic Cruz? The answer to that question is Dominic Cruz. Dominic Cruz, he the, long, he won, he the longest reign, reigning uh, bantamweight champion. I remember his career more than I remember Garbrandt's career. Why? Because Garbrandt lost his first title defense. And now he rematched T.J. Dillashaw. T.J. Dillashaw. He got to hold that strap down. If he want to be remembered more than Dominic Cruz, he got to hold the strap down. Same thing in boxing. Same thing in boxing. Floyd Mayweather did that in a sense. He held down his undefeated record. He took on he took on all comers. Even though a lot of people argue Floyd Mayweather didn't fight the, you know, the best uh, competition, but that's 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 BS. That's BS. Floyd the beast, man. See, I'm not gonna go down that that rabbit hole, but but yeah. Um, Jose Aldo is the greatest ever to do it at 145, and he one of the greatest MMA fighters. Period. Why? Because he held down that title, man. That is not easy to do. It's easy to be that guy climbing up that mountain. I'm not saying I keep saying it's easy. It's not easy, but it's easier to be the guy climbing up the mountain. All you doing, all you training, all you hungry, first of all, you hungry, and all you doing is training to beat the guy who has the belt, who has the who's on the top of that mountain. The whole time, all you you know what they was thinking when they was climbing up that one the, the mountain for 145? Hey man, I gotta learn how to stop these leg kicks. I need to work on my uh, jujitsu, my, my my BJJ. I need to learn how to counter uh, Aldo. I need to learn how to. I need to. I need. To, I know that he got a. I know that he got a, a temper, so I'm gonna make sure I taunt him and, and and get him riled up. That's the way. That's his weakness. They study. They got to study Aldo. Aldo can't do the same thing. He can't do the same. You can't be looking at all these guys under you. And analyzing all of them, you got to fight the guy that's right in front of you at the moment. And that could be anybody. Shit, especially with the UFC. They just throw guys in there, you know. They don't really go, they don't really pay attention to their rankings. They don't really care about their rankings. They just throw anybody up there. They throw the biggest name up there. So, yeah, Jose Aldo, the king. I'm sorry, and I, I went on that rant, but... Actually, he won. He won the fight by a vicious ass hook to the body, knocked out Jeremy uh, Heathen Stevens, 
Knock Stevens out with a body shot. A lot of people thought Aldo Chin was gone. Aldo was taking uppercut shots from Jeremy Stevens. And Stevens is one of the biggest punchers at 145. Aldo was eating them shots. He was eating them shots. Came out, landed a wicked hook to the body. One of my favorite punches to watch. Liver shot. Jeremy Stevens crumbled, man, turned on his turn, you know, turned his back. And that was all she wrote. He was parked. He was done. He turned his back. They went ahead and waved the thing off. Aldo is a beast, man. Aldo is the greatest. All right. It's, 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 it's easy to get caught up in the hype of Conor McGregor. But Conor McGregor ain't never defended a title in his life. He's a very entertaining fighter, and he's a, he's a good fighter. He is not Jose Aldo. His legacy is not greater than Jose Aldo's. Aldo is the greatest 145 champion ever. He's one of the greatest UFC champions ever. And he deserved that respect. Don't be like Joe Rogan up here talking about some Max Holloway, the greatest now. That's just, that's just, nah. That's a flaw. That's flaw. That's a flaw logic right there. Oh, the guy, because you knock out the guy on top of the mountain, you you the greatest ever. No, nobody remembers you because you ain't done nothing yet. I, I like I like blessed. I like blessed. Drake shouted him out. He shouted out Holloway on the on the scorpion. His name his name is profile rising. But homie. You ain't defended the title yet. You ain't defended that strap yet outside of uh, some against Aldo. You got to show me some. You got to show me some consistency. You got to you got to reign supreme. You ain't done that yet. So I'm not giving you that respect. You are not greater than uh, Jose Aldo. He is not greater than Jose Aldo. Conor McGregor is not fucking with Jose Aldo's legacy. I'm sorry. And he knocked him out one punch. But you got to defend that strap. That's that's another reason I respect uh, John Jones and, and GSP. Them dudes held down that strap. In my opinion, the greatest MMA fighter of all time is George St. Pierre. Why? Because he took on all different styles, all comers. He was at the top of that mountain beating all them dudes. All them dudes had different styles. Them dudes was young, hungry. Sometimes he had to fight a striker. Sometimes he had to, he had to fight a crazy ass trash talker and Nick, and Nick Diaz. He had to fight um, one of the greatest MMA fighters of all time, in my opinion, uh, John Finch, in his prime. Dan Hardy, Dan Hardy talking shit. Dan Hardy could strike, was knocking dudes out. He beat Matt Hughes twice. Matt Hughes, Matt Hughes, arguably was the greatest. Because, for example, it's another example. Think about when the first, all right, so all my MMA heads out there. Think about the first time George St. Pierre knocked out Matt Hughes. George St. Pierre knocked out Matt Hughes, went to his next fight, got knocked out by Matt Serra. It was over just like that. Now, now George St. Pierre had never come back. Who do you think we would remember more, Matt Hughes or George St. Pierre? Happy Beverly. It'll be George St. Pierre. 
So it's just you know what I mean like I said I just had to um I got to big up Aldo man Aldo a beast man Aldo a beast MMA one of my favorite sports you know boxing my favorite sport but I also watch MMA but I definitely also I always tune in on the dude like I respect the dudes like Aldo who actually defend that strap I don't get caught up in the Conor McGregor's of the world. Conor McGregor cool, but Conor McGregor don't like being at the top of that mountain, man. Conor McGregor jumped to different divisions, get these get title shots that he don't really deserve, and then he don't defend the belt. This dude still ain't defended the lightweight belt yet. He has not defended the light the hundred and fifty five pound belt yet. He has not he has not defended it. He knocked out Eddie Alvarez and never defended the title. He knocked when he knocked out Aldo. Instead of instead of sit staying at one forty five defending that title, he jumped all the way up. Ended up having to you know he was supposed to fight uh, Dos Anjos. He ended up fighting Nick Diaz, and you know the rest is history. We know what happened there. He ended up getting choked choked out by Diaz. Then he fought Diaz in a rematch. Both of them fights was at one seventy. He has no legacy as a title defender. Again, he's going to be one of the most remembered names because of uh, the spectacles that he put on, especially with, you know, going to boxing and fighting Floyd Mayweather. He's going to be remembered for that. But as far as he can't fuck with Jose Aldo's legacy, man, I'm sorry. If you, you know what I mean? If you, if you really, if you're a fan of the sport, you really know what's going on. You know that. You know that's true. But yeah, I just had to get my thoughts on uh, on Aldo. It's one of my favorite fighters. Glad to see that he got back in the win column. You know, what I mean, he got he coming off pretty much he coming off a, a, a huge loss to uh, Blessed Holloway. And um, I don't know if I don't know if I want to see him rematch Holloway right away. I kind of want to see him get some more fights. Fights the fights like this one he had last, this past weekend against guys like Stevens. And I, I, I want to see Aldo go out on top. I want to see Aldo uh, retire with on a win streak. I really do. Dude, only thirty one years old, man, but he's been around for the longest. But he is the goat. He is the goat. He is the greatest of all time. One forty five. He's the greatest. There's no doubt. All right, guys, that was just my thoughts on Aldo. And um, we on to the next segment. We'll be back after this break. Indeed. So I was, you know, me and uh, me and Flacco, we both like we both Lakers fans. You know what I mean? We both big fans of the Lakers. Both big big fans of Kobe Bryant. Um, like I said before, that's probably one of the only teams we agree on. That's probably the only like sports subjects, teams, franchises, players that we agree on. Everything else, man, we we split. But uh, me and Flacco, you know, we've been, you know, we've been kind of. I guess we could say we both been kind of torn on this whole um, Brian, LeBron coming to late the Lakers uh, 
like I said, I we we haven't really addressed it. Uh, I get his thoughts in, on a later date on, on you know. Uh, I we already got his thoughts on it, but on this on this on this question coming up uh, that I, I I heard this weekend, uh, I get his thoughts another day. But I just want to go ahead and um, put, I just want to go ahead and uh, sort of talk about this for a minute. So I was watching a, um one of my favorite channels on YouTube. I ain't gonna say one of my favorites. It's, it's, I like the channel, but I, I look at his videos every once in a while. But uh, Barbershop Conversations, this guy by the name of uh, Frederick Hawthorne, um, good dude, good dude, smart dude, um, make a lot. He put out a lot of content, uh, usually around boxing, but he also put out other stuff too, like motivational uh, videos, uh, videos, um, you know, talking about you know the the importance of investing money and and uh, just good positive stuff, man, for brothers. So. Uh, go check him out, Barbershop, Barbershop Conversations, Fred Hawthorne, uh, good dude. But um, he had a video, he had a video out uh, this past weekend, and he said in the video, he basically said, listen, Kobe, um, LeBron James is going to have a greater impact in the city of L.A. than... Kobe or Magic combined or something, something, something like that. Basically, that's what he said. So at first, when I saw that, I was like, "This shit is blasphemy." You know, this is this dude is crazy. This dude talking crazy. Then I saw I saw a response video from another guy. Who's kind of like you know who's a uh, you know who has did like collaborations with barbershop conversations? A guy named Ticket TV, and Ticket TV was saying, "Man, dude, you crazy!" Like Ticket TV is like a crazy, yeah, like he loud dude. You know, he, he like a big Kobe fan too, and I think he a professional basketball player who does YouTube videos. But he was saying like. Yeah, Fred, you crazy, you talking crazy, you know, how could you say that, you take that video down, you know, yada, yada. And I, at first I was kind of like, yeah, I was just shaking my head like, man, what is, what is, what is Barbershop Conversation talking about? And then I saw Barbershop, the guy Fred put out another, he put out a response video to that and he was, he explained like, listen, I'm thinking bigger picture. He was like, I'm talking about in the community in the community what is LeBron James going to do what is he going to do for the community compared to what has Kobe Bryant done for the Los Angeles community and you know I thought about that like damn that's a good point and he was like you know he was like man LeBron is going to reach out to the youth he's going to go into the inner city you know, he gonna put people in college, and and he was like, and he basically the point he was making was like LeBron's not going anywhere after four years. He might retire. He might retire, but LeBron's LeBron's in this for the long haul. LeBron got kids. I think he got a daughter. I think he got a daughter. I think he got one son. 
the I'm not sure. I don't fact check. We don't fact check. But uh, LeBron is in this for the long haul, right? So LeBron is gonna have his kids going to school in LA, more than likely. And what that means is he's going to probably get involved in the community. And he ha- and he has a history of this. Um, I know, I know Frederick says something about, um, he says something about how LeBron already put, you know, he invested like $40 million. I don't know what the exact number was, but he already put a bunch of uh, kids in, in college. You know I mean, he, already, he invested millions, tens, tens of millions of dollars uh, for scholarships. And also, I've read stuff about LeBron, what he, the things he's done in Akron, the things he's done in Cleveland throughout the years. And and I, man, I gotta be honest, Kobe, my, Kobe, my favorite player of all time, man. I've never read about Kobe doing anything outside of you know charities. I mean, you know, all the NBA players do, you know, they help kids with cancer and stuff like that. I've never heard of Kobe reaching out to the community. And giving back or putting thing, putting you know, I've never heard of Kobe like in Compton or you know, trying to stop violence in, in, in Los Angeles, anything like that. Like I've never heard anything about him reaching back to the to the end to the urban youth, to the inner city youth. So I, he I, he doesn't have a record of that from what I from what I know. And I thought about it, man. I'm like, man, I think Fred is right. I think Fred got a uh, he make a great point, man. I think I just I, got, I can't see as far as Magic Johnson. I don't know if I don't know about that part. I don't. Get it. But as far as LeBron versus Kobe in that aspect, absolutely, absolutely agree. Absolutely, agree. I think LeBron is gonna have a greater impact. I think he's gonna touch more lives. You know, in the inner city, I think he's gonna have a, a, a way bigger impact right away too. Right away, like it's not—it's not gonna be. You know, it's not gonna take long for him to impact the city of Los Angeles and the, and the inner city youth. So, yeah, I had to—I had to say I agree, man. I agree. At first, you know, it was some—it was some outrage, but uh, after thinking about it. Yeah, yeah, I see it. I see it. I can, I can see it definitely. I can see it definitely. So, like I said, um, barbershop conversations. Uh, Frederick Hawthorne. I think he was right. I think. I think LeBron. I think LeBron is gonna have a big impact on the city of LA. And. Flacco, he'll he'll tell you, man. I'm not I'm not a LeBron fan. Uh, I guess I'm I'm called a LeBron hater. Uh, me and Flacco went back. We we've been back and forth over this the last like four years since this dude been back in Cleveland. Flacco became more of a, a fan of LeBron than he you know than he was before. I'm more of a detractor now because I don't you know and it, but it's but it's always it's always always been because it's on the court things off the court i was man come on man 
I respect the hell out of LeBron off the court. LeBron is is that dude off the court, man. Don't get it, don't get it twisted. LeBron is a beast in that community. You know what I mean? LeBron is is a beast when it comes to uh, social issues. You can't. He unmatched. He surpasses Michael Jordan. He 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 he's lapped Michael Jordan in that aspect. In that regard. He's lapped him. Jordan never spoke up. I love MJ. MJ the GOAT. MJ is the greatest basketball player of all time. Kobe Bryant is right behind him, in my opinion. They both greater than LeBron on the court. But when it comes to social issues, LeBron is unmatched. When you think of his his prestige, his 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 uh his place in the in, in, in sports. For him to speak out the way that he he does, LeBron is unmatched. He is unmatched. He 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 almost. I ain't gonna go that far. I was gonna say he almost Muhammad Ali status, but I can't go that far. I can't go that far. Hell nah. LeBron ain't never. Nah. From nah. Yeah, I don't think LeBron ever like gave up something like Muhammad Ali. Like like LeBron, Muhammad Ali gave up his career. To protest, you know what I mean? Pretty much like protest the war, but that's it. That's that's not. I'm not gonna. Again, I'm not. I'm not gonna let that detract away from LeBron and, and what, how he's spoken up on social issues. When you think about uh, the mega superstar that this guy is, this guy's unmatched. He's unmatched. He, Jordan and Kobe combined have nothing. And Magic Johnson. I'm sorry. Have nothing on LeBron James when it comes to speaking out on social issues. Nothing. So, yeah. Like I said, we here on Free Smoke. We here on Free Smoke. The podcast, Free Smoke, brought to you by Manny. One half of the Food Podcast. And, uh, yeah, that's my opinion on that, man. That's my that's that's my thoughts on that. These are my thoughts. These are, these are my thoughts. I'm like I said, I'm gonna talk about other sports. I'm gonna talk about issues that outside of sports, outside of boxing. And this is one of those things, man. Uh, LeBron, like I said, all my criticism is for LeBron on the court. On the court, I think this dude, uh, I think this dude seriously lacks a killer instinct on the court. And I think that's the reason why he only got three championships as opposed to ten championships. You know what I mean? Like I think he should have more championships. If he had if he had the killer instinct of a Jordan, if he had the if he played with the um same mindset as a Kobe Bryant, he would have more championships. But this guy, you know, at he don't at the end of the game, he don't want the ball. When it comes to them big moments, he don't want that ball. And that's why he passed to Anderson Verschal. That's why he passed the ball to Kyrie Irving, Kevin Love, and dudes like that. That's why he passing the ball to uh, what did he do last year when he got swept in the or this this past season when he got swept in the finals. Gave the ball to um, I can't man, I'm bad with names. I don't have my, I don't have notes, but that whole thing with J.R. Smith, man, that's that all. That's all that go back to LeBron, man. All that go back to LeBron. You sitting up there, 
yeah, this dude make a mistake, man. But you got to hold your composure. Again, this is this is what I'm talking about. The on the court on the court stuff with LeBron. You got to hold your composure, man. You sitting on the sideline pouting. You supposed to be the bleeder, man. When they see that, bro, your body language, the way you how you handle those moments like that, man, that's gonna have an effect on everybody else. That's gonna that that's gonna affect the morale of everybody else, the energy of everybody else on that team. And you you sitting over there pouting and, and gyrating and doing all this stuff in your seat, man. You 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 just killed you 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 killed all the momentum they had going into overtime, and then you went in overtime and scored two points. But I ain't about to get into LeBron uh, rant, man. I ain't about to tear LeBron down about his on the court stuff when I just praised him about his off the court stuff. Again, LeBron is unmatched when it comes to social issues and being being a basketball player and talking about social issues. He is unmatched when you think about uh, his stature, where he is at the sport. Where he is, uh, how he's, uh, you know, as far as how much of a mega superstar he is. Yeah. For him to speak out the way he do, man. Big up to that man for that. But yeah, on the court. Yeah, on the court, bro. You the, nah. You're not, on the court, you ain't, you're not, you're not, you're not on Jordan level or, or Kobe's level. But yeah, going back to, uh, the original question, um, the original topic, yeah. Brian is gonna be huge in L.A., man. Brian is gonna change. Brian is gonna. Brian is gonna have a major impact in Los Angeles. And uh, I, for one, I'm looking forward to that, man. To be honest, I really am. I'm looking forward to that, man. Good for them. Good for that community. And hopefully he can make a difference. Hopefully he can make a difference. All right. So, yeah, we're going to go ahead and take another break and um, probably close this thing out. All right, guys, this episode three of Podcast Free Smoke. Podcast Free Smoke. Like I said, um, we're building this thing from the ground up, working the kinks out. You know, we got technical difficulties and all that. All right. Over time, podcasts will improve. In the meantime, go ahead and um, find me on Anchor. I'll eventually be on Apple. And, uh, yeah, any feedback, direct that to the comment section. Direct that to, you know, the rating. Go ahead. Leave me, uh, you know, leave me all the feedback you want. Like I said, it's free smoke. But, uh, yeah, let me know what you think, and um, I'm out.